Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of rain today. Right now, if you drew a diagonal line to the northwest from Milwaukee up to, like, Beaver Dam, everything to the southwest of that is getting drenched. And we get a lot of pretty colors on the radar today. <laughs> a little bit of snow popping, maybe to the north. We do have yeah. a winter weather advisory, right, for some counties, too. So the find Fond du Lac. Yeah, so those counties in north, this would be snow, or for the most part, snow. I'll get some current temperatures for you there as well. Like like Debbie indicated, we're at 38 degrees right here in Milwaukee. So for us, this is going to be a rain event, and there's uh, no prediction with a high of 40 today that we're going to be going anywhere near the snow mark. So I don't know, I don't know if that's good or bad at this point. I mean, you, no, you don't have to shovel rain, but the flooding concerns are very real. MMSD put out a communication mm-hmm. late yesterday saying, hey, if you can, hold off on doing the laundry for a day or two. Take your quicker showers, things like that, because they're anticipating just a lot of water. A, you have the melt-off from the snow that was already there, and then now adding a whole bunch of rain, inch to an inch and a half, is possible. Ten degrees colder, man, and this would have been a nasty one. Yeah, I think, what do they say, an inch of rain equals a foot of snow or something in that neighborhood? Something like that, yeah. We're Mm -hmm. fine. We're good. (laughs) So not. So just rain today, but it is going to be a wet one, and we'll keep you up to date on the traffic situation and where that rain is as the morning goes on. And I wasn't expecting to be talking about rain today. I walked out, you know, and I I knew the forecast, and I came out, no rain. I'm like, eh. Yeah, it's petered out a little bit. Oh, nope, there it is. Came in and saw the radar. And <laughs> burr, burr, burr. There it is. Like the Empire music. <laughs> it was slowly moving toward us. Just keep coming. Yeah, yeah. We all did see Cocaine Bear. We'll have a full review of that as uh, Eric Pancake and I. What, Debbie, what What was your story yesterday? I, I didn't get the email. <laughs> oh, I thought of texting you. I thought I days ahead. You know, we finally figured out time. time. Text me next time. No, yeah, because I, I get so many I get so many DOT alerts for accidents that it gets all lost, so I have to be careful. You didn't figure to click on the one that said cocaine bear? No. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to have a better sorting process there. Brandon was in charge of the kids this weekend, so he was out. It was, it was pretty cool, and I know you'll share this later. Like how we did throw it out there to the, to the team and, a couple showed up. A couple of ones you hear on the air showed up in the parking lot at Marcus. It was awesome. Cool. Full review coming at 520 this morning. Brandon's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. No Giannis, no problem as the hottest team in all of sports just keeps on winning as the Milwaukee Bucks distinguish the Suns 104-101 to to secure their 43rd win of the season and their 14th straight victory. They're out there with Lopez, Crowder, and Ingles. Holiday pulls up. Shot on the way. Got it! Three-pointer from Drew Holiday, who delivers in the clutch yet one more time. Bucks by two with 2.06 to go. It was a game that saw a total of 14 lead changes and back-to-back big-time shots. But when the Bucks were up two with 23 seconds left, it was the Suns with the ball with the chance to tie or take the lead. But once again... And you can stop me if you heard this before. It was knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Booker with 23 seconds to go, calling for the screen. He's got coming out to help him on the outside. There is going to be Lee now drives on Holiday, lost the basketball. It's picked up by Lopez. He'll get it ahead to Holiday. Holiday's across midcourt as he's fouled. 
Holiday was fouled, and he would hit one of the two free throws, and the Bucks would go on to win. After the game, head coach Mike Budenholzer on the importance of Drew Holiday's defense. Just rewind, whatever. You know, we've been doing it for two, three years now. It's He's phenomenal. His hands are phenomenal. Um, his competitiveness is, you know, high, high level. Um, you know, he's got a knack uh, for getting deflections and steals and meaningful moments, and that's what winners do. Winners indeed as the Bucks take their 14-game win streak over to Brooklyn for a Tuesday night matchup. In college hoops over the weekend, both the UWM Panthers and the Marquette Golden Eagles won as the Panthers defeat Cleveland State 81-72 to and Marquette knocked off DePaul 90-84. to That left the Wisconsin Badgers who needed a win and things were looking good late for them. They were up three with just over 10 seconds left, a wobbly inbound pass, a deflection, and the failure to follow, which led for a chance for a Michigan tie. Williams up top, Dickinson, dangerous pass. Dickinson at the horn. And good! He got it! Hunter Dickinson would tie the game as the time expired, and Michigan would force overtime, and they just completely dominated the extra five minutes, outscoring the Badgers by eight to win 87-79. to Head coach Greg Gard on not following late in the game. Not in that situation, no, because it was going to be catch shot, and you're risking, or you foul on the floor. But, you know, we're not. We made a play on the ball that we shouldn't have made. Prior to the loss, the Badgers were projected to be one of the final four teams in the NCAA playoffs, or excuse me, tournament, with only two games remaining as Selection Sunday is just under two weeks away. Just looking at some of the things that people posted when I mentioned that we went to Cocaine Bear yesterday, Eric. And uh, a couple of comments online. This guy, here's Chris. I am in Jackson, Wyoming right now, and will have my alarm set to hear your comments. (laughs) That's coming up next. As former NFL coach, the late Denny Green, once said of Bears, The Bears are who we thought they were. And Cocaine Bear was what we thought it was. <laughs> it's on, baby. Get it. <laughs> yeah, was right. That is an evil laugh. Well, <laughs> yes. Wisconsin's Morning News took a field trip. Eric, producer Pancake, and I, we went to the Marcus Bistroplex in my neighborhood. That's Southridge. Quick review. If you don't know, Cocaine Bear is loosely based on a story from the mid-80s where a bear gets a hold of a stash of cocaine that a smuggler dropped out over forest land in Georgia. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 no. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on you. The bear, it fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. Ray Liotta, you heard him, stars in the film. True story and comparisons end there. (laughs) In the movie, the bear goes on a murderous rampage, tearing people up, which didn't happen in real life. It is unrealistic. It is gratuitously violent and gory. And the bears are who we thought they were. All right, so let's get to it. Super funny. I thought thought it was really, really funny.
Right, if you even think, when it wasn't trying to be, it was funny. Yes, if you think people getting torn apart by a bear like is funny, so you you have to have that type of sense of humor. Right. Yes, you have to go in expecting that. And it's exactly that. The bear is coked up and it's ripping people limb from limb, and at times limbs come flying in the screen. Yep, yep. They're but, detached did you see from the 3D bodies or something. God, it felt like it. What what I wasn't expecting and I really appreciated was just the '80s montage. Like, so this was ba- this was based in 1985 or whatever. That's yeah. What, so it, it had a little bit of a Stranger Things feel to it, where like you saw the old school '80s stuff, you heard the old school '80s music, and I don't know that kind of raised the level for me a little bit. I appreciated that. Pancake, I didn't hear you laughing so much. Did I just not hear you? Or I was so enthralled in the story. <laughs> yeah, Such you read it for the stories, right? Exactly. That. No, I wanted actually more of the bear. I, I wanted more of the bear's story. Now, I know that sounds kind of ridiculous on the surface, but I wanted to see where, like, we know how it got all the cocaine, but the intro, I, wa- I don't know. I guess I wanted more of, of a stage spectacular for the intro and outro for the bear. Agreed. That's just me. Eric mentioned it like the first time we see the bear, it's already high. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So that's my thing. That's yeah. why I wanted like it was, a So big then when reveal. he eats the cocaine, is it a flashback or something? No, I mean, the, he continues yeah, eating cocaine through the film. Yeah, really? Well, you know, Hogan, it is highly addictive. <laughs> so we mentioned some folks from uh, Wisconsin's Afternoon News joined us as well. Here's Sandy Max after the film. I don't know. I sat by you. I don't know. I couldn't tell if you were amused or no. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is the kind of film that I don't normally see. So it was a big ride. Uh, I'm thrilled. No one to normally s- sees this film. <laughs> I'm thrilled to see Ray Liotta. That this is going to be his last film of his legacy, and he is solid. Plus, all the '80s music made me very happy. Right. Yes, I'm definitely hearing that as a theme. Like that. That part right? was fun. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, unexpected. I mean, we knew when it was set, but but it was interesting. Like we were joking about how we wanted character development and stuff like that on Friday. Like we're making, yeah. But there were a ton of characters in this movie, almost too many. Like there's so many different different characters that you were just saying it, Greg, about wanting to see the bear more. Like we didn't see the bear as much as we wanted to. Is it a spoiler that the bear? What happens to the bear? See, that's be my problem. Any movie that has an animal in it, I don't care if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I'm like, oh. What happened to the bear? Is I'm, it okay? I'm not going to tell you. Can't okay. we'll leave that okay. one out no there spoilers. for you. Okay, okay. 526 on Wisconsin's Morning News. News about your money this morning in the WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Dow Jones closed trading at 32,817. The NASDAQ on Friday finished at 11,396. And the S&P 500 dropped 42 points to 3970. Annex Wealth Management, know the difference. It'll cost you more to see whoever ends up throwing footballs in Green Bay this fall. The Packers are raising ticket prices for the 2023 season. Oh, come on. Is that fair? What do you mean fair? Well, who wants it? No one wants ever to so pay more for on that. anything. However... Team quick to point out in a news release, Eric, the average ticket price for games at Lambeau Field will still be below the league average. Oh, okay. President and CEO Mark Murphy, quote, our overall ticket price, which includes general bowl and premium seating components, will be just below the NFL average. And in a letter sent home to ticket to holders, season ticket holders, we try to keep our tickets as affordable as possible. Additionally, as a business partner to the other 31 NFL clubs, we also want to include an appropriate visiting team share 
when arriving at our pricing each season. Why? What? Otherwise, teams won't come play us. Now we're <laughs> come on. Right, well, the Giants are like we're taking a pass on that game at Lambeau this year. We won't make enough. The the <laughs> assumption though that you can't. I mean, you have to, especially nowadays. Everything costs again, more. Yes, and I trust me. I'm not defending a a, a huge economic uh, or a business that really does very well from rising its prices. But like it, this is thing. This is something that has to happen. It's like not this, a ton, right? So. Let me see. It'll be between three and nine dollars per seat per game, depending on location. Now, not for nothing, but on the high end, if you've got a pair of seats, that'd be eighteen bucks a game times eight home games. That's an additional one hundred and fifty dollars or so for the season. Plus your preseason games going up one to five dollars per game. So it's it's a piece. It's something. Should Face- also point out they also can sell stock whenever they want and also make money that <laughs> right. way. I'm not ripping them for doing it. I'm just saying who would be happy about that? Who is happy we're raising no, ticket I prices? No, I get it. I get it. Face value for the cheapest seats. What does it cost you to get in the end zone for a regular season? Oof. You're in the door, Eric. Fifty. <laughs> way off. Way okay. What is it? A buck twenty-eight. One hundred twenty-eight dollars. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> what did you say, 50? <laughs> 50 bucks. Hey, maybe in like the 80s. Get in the- we barely <laughs> got in a movie yesterday for 50 bucks. <laughs> I was thinking in the door. Like, I didn't know that meant like, you know, really nice seats or something good like that. Face, uh, face value for seats between the 50s and the lower bowl is $165. So there's not that big of a jump between end zone and in between the 20s. But- and then you have your premium seating and all that. Now that's 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 more than uh, that also is more than fifty. <laughs> I'm aware it's of even, those. It's even more than a hundred to sit I, in a luxury box, I'm Eric. Aware of those. <laughs> I, I've seen the price tag on some of those. <laughs> fine, fine. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Despite Giannis's absence, the Suns couldn't prevent the Milwaukee Bucks from extending the longest winning streak in the association as the Bucks win 104 to 101. It was their 14th straight win, the NBA's longest streak, thanks to some clutch threes late from their newest buck. Long rebound, going to be picked up by Middleton. Nobody wanted to grab it. Beats Crowder, same spot as before. And it's the same result. Another big three-pointer from Jay Crowder. Six straight points for the Bucks side. He's got Milwaukee back to within two with 3.42 to go on the fourth. Crowder would hit two clutch threes. He would finish the game with seven points. The Bucks defense, though, it was tested late in crunch time. The Suns had the ball late in the game. 23 seconds left with the chance to win or take the lead, and per usual, Drew Holiday was up for the challenge. Booker with 23 seconds to go, calling for the screen. He's got coming out to help him. On the outside there is going to be Lee. Now drives on Holiday, lost the basketball. It's picked up by Lopez. He'll get it ahead to Holiday. Holiday's across midcourt as he's fouled. Mentioned it before, Jay Crowder, who hit back-to-back threes to get the Bucks kind of back into the game as they were down by eight in that fourth quarter. He got some high praise from his head coach, and, and the head coach spoke on the impact he's had on the team already. Yeah, I mean, he hit the two huge corner threes. That was, you know, um, you know, you need spacing. You need guys to make shots. You need guys to guard, and he was doing both, and that was a big part of us erasing the eight-point lead were his two corner threes. And, um, you know, he's... He's been, um, you know, what we expect from Jay, uh, you know, which is impressive to do, just come in 
you know, I think his second game, both games, he just he looks like the Jay Crowder we've been competing against and going against, and it's nice to have him on your side. Bucks are back in action, and they are on the road Tuesday against the Brooklyn Nets. And March is almost here, two days away, I think, roughly, yeah, two days, which means the NFL's new league year... Can confirm. Can confirm. is The NFL's new league year isn't too far away, and in Green Bay, the quarterback watch still continues. There's still no word on whether or not Aaron Rodgers will be back, but there's at least one person who has had enough of the four-time MVP talking. Aaron Rodgers just keeps talking, 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 instead of winning, winning, winning. You know what I'm saying? And that's what annoys me. Aaron Rodgers ain't won a playoff game since he's been on Pat McAfee's show. Have you noticed that? He has not won a playoff game since he's been on the Pat McAfee show. He's been on the Pat McAfee show for the last two years. He has not won a postseason game. Nobody wants to bring that. Now, that's not Pat McAfee's fault. That's not Pat McAfee's fault. He's got a great show. He has not won a postseason game. Now, I heard that football players, Ryan Clark, get a bit superstitious, and they pay attention to certain things, a routine that they've exercised that's worked for them. They don't deviate from that. Yet Aaron Rodgers seems oblivious to that. So what? I ain't won a playoff game since I've been on Pat McAfee show. A critical stretch for the Green Bay Packers as a decision could likely come prior to the new league year, which begins on March 15th. If you remember, Packers fans, Aaron Rodgers made his decision on March 8th a year ago. So keep your uh, keep your ears pinned here. We, we could hear some news here in the next week or so, hopefully, if you're a Packers fan. At some point. I would imagine you have to. <laughs> yes. But well, he promised it wouldn't be drawn out. So he's out of the darkness retreat, right? I would imagine he's he's having conversations. If you don't hear anything on Aaron Rodgers... What do you speculate that as? I have no idea what to think of that. No I good would, news is good good news? And what do you I think would is say good no news is sticking with the Packers? Trade. There's gonna a, be trade. a trade. Yeah, there's going to be a trade. Just, uh, just an opinion. If he's going to come back, the team is already saying they want him back. He's going to come back, and, and they would announce that. But we're not hearing anything. I would indicate that that might be a trade coming. I still wonder, though, if the team is saying they want him back, but do they really? What's happening yeah, behind closed point. doors that we don't know? That, yeah, that's a good point. It is 549. How soon until artificial intelligence is taking over everything we do? Eric's got an interesting perspective on that. That's coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. You know something's entered the public consciousness when Eric suggests, you know, we might need a special open for enter subject name here. We have the Musk Watch. I think we're going to have one for AI here. We're we had DocuWatch. Do what else yeah. did we have? Oh, we had yeah. Santos Watch. Santos. And there's a new lie every day. I for, you know exposed. what? I'm a little disappointed. There hasn't been any documents popping up recently. <laughs> right. Dang. The classified documents. Uh, so, yes, AI. So, if I were to ask you, what job is safe from artificial intelligence? Safe from? Meaning that artificial intelligence could not do it. Well, I think the, okay, just for starters, performing arts. I mean, you can see robots doing stuff or whatever, but is anybody <laughs> going to go watch the robot musical or are you going to watch people sing and dance? So live performing arts might be safe, maybe. We can get into that, Not actually. that it would be influenced by it in right? some ways. Absolutely. Right. But what about this one? What about pilots? Nope, not safe. The U.S. Defense Department revealed an AI flew the F-16 test aircraft over the Mojave Desert back in December. The jet stayed in the air for more than 17 hours during several flights at Edwards Air Force Base, even performing advanced flight maneuvers. Oh, great. Right, but on <laughs> whose orders? That's Skynet. 
when you start getting into military stuff. That's F sixteens and F twenty twos flying around at AI. Like just launching missiles wherever they feel like. The goal of this program is to develop an AI autopilot system that can navigate, fly, collect intelligence, and even engage in combat. Because you, <laughs> because you know. You know who could handle that better, right? Like, you know who's... What would be better than a dogfight with humans? One that doesn't have the wear and tear on the actual human pilot. We, sure, right. No G-forces for... You've been in open one. I've been up in one. Tough. It, it knocks your body out to go through those G-forces over and over and over again and do that for a considerable amount of time, whether it's 45 minutes or whatever. You mentioned, right, being able to push the aircraft to its technological limits, not yes. human limits. Yes. Okay. So that is something that is not safe now and is going to be taken over at some point. What do we talk about all the time about pilots of commercial airlines? Commercial airline pilots, whether or not they have so many hours in the air, this or that or the other thing. What about traffic controllers, air traffic controllers? We've seen a lot of instances recently where some will say, well, they've been working too hard, working too long, whatnot. Are there ways where they're going to implement AI into air traffic controllers to avoid having to have the human elements or the human cost that potentially could come with it. We were talking earlier, though, about how just in the last six months, and you've been on top of this, just it was story after story after story of the advances that we're making in artificial intelligence yeah. and how those are starting to creep into everyday life. I feel like this could be like the self-driving car thing, though. Remember, like, that was hot for a year, year and a half, where it was to the point a few years ago where I was thinking, by this time... We might be having this. This might mm -hmm. be mainstream. Yeah, yeah. My son, who turns 16 this year, thought, why do I need, he I said out loud, why do I need a driver's license? There's going to be self-driving cars. <laughs> and he was kind of serious. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. And then all right. of a sudden, it just sort of hit a wall of like, either it didn't advance any further to the point that we were comfortable with it, or maybe we pushed back and just said, eh, not quite there yet. So you think that could happen with AI? I think it could. Hmm. I, I, I kind of hope that's what I'm not happens. saying it's going away. Right. Well, I definitely feel like there's gonna you're gonna see this like escalation that comes quickly here, where all of a sudden more and more and more and more is gonna be able to be done with some type of AI, and you're gonna start wondering like, <laughs> like well, where are the jobs now? Nothing is safe. Did you know there is a uh, way to test text to see whether or not it was generated by Chat a G GPT? Oh, I can do that on a text. There is. Well, I mean. The the not a text but text like, you know when you put in a prompt in Chat GPT and then it comes back with a paragraph of whatever blah blah blah. Well, basically there is a way that you can put that paragraph through a website that will actually tell you, oh, this was twenty percent human generated, this was fifty percent <laughs> AI. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, until the AI doesn't want you to know that. <laughs> yes, no, that was true. human people. That wasn't me. 